in the lead up to Halloween. Take a journey with me as we go down the winding cobbled streets and closes of old Edinburgh as we discuss the spooky, the gruesome and horrific tales that plagued the city. In the final episode, we're going to be talking about Madame Violet and the Vampire Hive. Hello and welcome to the Paranormal Guys podcast. I'm your host, Kieran. Thank you for joining. In this episode, we're going to be taking our final trip down Edinburgh's cobbled winding streets as we discuss a case that is not very well known about or a case that's not very well documented. And that is the case of Madame Violet and the Vampire Hive. Violet Spears was born in 1839 to a very prosperous farming family on the outskirts of Elgin. As she was a child, she really, really liked acting and really liked singing and dancing. And she would often put on shows for her parents to watch. She really, really liked entertaining. By the age of 15, she had married a man who was 18 years her senior, one Henry Fitzpatrick. And by the time she was 22, they had had four children together, two of which were twins. When she was 33, her husband had a very unfortunate, tragic hunting accident. But no one really knows what happened. They just know that he died when he went out hunting. And Violet was devastated. So much so that she couldn't live in her family home anymore. She took her children and moved in with her sister Nancy, who lived on a farm. And there she spent two years mourning. On the second anniversary of her husband's death, she disappeared. Without a word, just up and left. And she left her children with her sister. And every year her sister would get an envelope full of money with no letter or no note. It would just have a sprig of violet in it. In 1876, one Madame Violet started making waves in Edinburgh. She was well known for being a psychic, a hypnotist, and for running seances. And everybody was raving about her and everyone was really excited about her. She would have many, many people coming to see her on a regular basis and she started to get a following. And she would lovingly call her followers her hive. And what she would get people to do, as a way of trying to help her connect with the spirits, she claimed that if she drank their blood, then she would have a better connection with the spirits. So she would ask people to donate their blood and also some money. And people would donate their blood, just a small amount, and she'd put it into a goblet and she would drink it. And she would claim that that would help with the connection to the spirits. And no one seemed to think this was odd. In fact, this actually helped her following and more and more people started to join her hive and follow her wherever she went. By 1878, she had given up her lavish lifestyle and moved down with her hive who lived in the Edinburgh vaults. And she worked from out of the vaults. It said that she never left the vaults save that for only during her shows. And when she did go to the shows, she dressed like a queen, claiming that she was the queen of darkness. In 1882 and 1884, she was voted England's most terrifying woman, but this is logistically impossible because it's said that she never actually left Scotland. So to be voted England's most terrifying woman doesn't really seem real. Perhaps she was voted England's most scariest woman because there wasn't one in England, so they had to go to Scotland to find one. As the hive got bigger, there was one famous figure who was a councillor of Edinburgh Council who became one of her hive and donated some blood. However, in doing so, he caught an infection and he died. He happened to be the son of a quite high-end 
Edinburgh councillor who brought it upon himself to work hard to try and bring the cult down. And this is something that he managed to do. He worked for about 10 years trying to bring them down. And when he did bring them down, they managed to raid the vaults and they shut the cult down, moving everybody out. People had even complained to the police, but the reports kind of fell on deaf ears and nothing was done without any arrest or resolution. Violet Spears died in 1939, aged 90, where she lived in a small house with some of her hive. She wasn't allowed to be buried in consecrated ground and she was buried without a grave. So she's laying in an unmarked grave somewhere. Her hive were bur buried outside the cemetery that she was put into with shoddily made gravestones. In her final words, Violet wasn't very much for a writer, but what she did write was almost like a confession. And these are preserved in the University of Edinburgh archives. What she wrote was I poisoned my fifth child in a womb. I am not sorry. I plugged the barrel of my husband's rifle. I am not sorry. I am sorry for poor Daniel's death. I should have looked after him better. Except for these, I hurt no one, though I am deemed by some to be wicked. I am not sorry. Now to me, this all seems very, very elaborate. It all seems like a story that has been given legs. A tale which is told around campfires almost to scare people in the 1800s. You better behave or Madame Violet and her hive will come to get you. It's not unusual for rich people, even nowadays, to get involved in some strange activities. And I think that maybe this was just one of them. Rich people spending too much money and being overzealous with their elaborate acts and forming groups and clubs where they could perform these acts without people really noticing or getting involved. Now while Madame Violet started life out as a seance reader and a medium, she was able to draw people in, doing what she liked the best, entertaining people and getting people to like her. Something that she had enjoyed from a very young age. Now the whole idea of vampirism and her actually turning people, that's not what happened. These people were just donating blood that she claimed to drink as part of the mediumship. But not only that, she was getting a lot of money. So these people were actually paying to donate their blood rather than being paid for the blood. So in actual fact, she was just a business person creating a business for these rich people who had too much money and too much time in their hands. And all they really were doing was wasting their blood and also wasting their money on a charlatan who wasn't actually able to do anything. I find this tale quite interesting because I had never heard of it before I did the research. And it's one that I find quite interesting. It also delves into the darkest parts of Edinburgh's past where they lived in the vaults. Now my understanding is that the vaults closed around the time that they claimed that Madame Violet was living in them, or that at least they were empty. So if they were empty, 
and Madame Violet was living down in one of the vaults, does that mean that people were taking their lives in, ha in their hands and going down to the vaults when they knew there were empty and dark places to live? Or were the vaults still open and people were running even more illegal businesses out of the vaults than they were when the vaults were open? Perhaps this was some illegal blood transfusion cult that was happening rather than a medium ship. So what kind of people were going down to the vaults at night to see a medium who wanted the blood? Must have been some very desperate people or some very odd people. I know I certainly wouldn't go down to the vaults at night to give my blood to some crazy woman who's claiming she was speaking to the dead and all she wanted from me was my blood and my money. It's a very strange tale, but it's one that I think ties up the dark past of Edinburgh quite well, and certainly one, like I say, that a lot of people don't know about. We've now reached the end of our journey into the past of Edinburgh. I hope you enjoyed this series. I've really, really enjoyed making it. I really hope you have a lovely Halloween when it comes to you. I will be hosting a live Halloween podcast which will be streamed on Facebook on Halloween itself so you can get involved with that. But for now guys, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I haven't set up the YouTube page yet but we will be getting that set up soon. I really hope to see some of you during the live stream but until then guys, bye bye.